Oh my God, she's got it all figured out. That business looks amazing. How can I get results like that? I am not good enough. Shush, stop it. We are not falling into the comparison trap. And in this episode, I'll show you how to avoid it for good. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes, and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello and a very warm welcome to the main part of this episode. And I'm really excited about today's episode. It's something that when I first started to consider it as something that could be utterly overcome, it was really game changing for me. And I love to share the knowledge about this with clients because it is something that really gets under people's skin. It totally interlinks with other mindset gremlins that I've talked about on the show before. And it really is something that you do not want draining you of your energy and taking up any of your headspace. I am talking about comparing, comparison, the comparison trap and comparisonitis, whatever we want to call it. It's where we negatively compare ourselves, our achievements, our progress and every other aspect of our life with those around us. And I really actually rather like the term comparisonitis. My son tells me off for making everything sound medicalized when I'm talking about mindset issues. But I think in the case of comparisonitis, it really does make sense because it's contagious. It's like a disease that's ripping through our whole society and it's particularly affecting certain 
types of people. So it's affecting women a lot. It's affecting teenagers and children, sadly, because of the influence of social media. And it really does feel like the rot sets in and we can start to have this hugely negative drain on our lives of comparing ourselves to others. Now, before I go into the main crux of this episode, I want to remind you that if you're listening to this episode today on the day it launched, so that should be Wednesday, the 26th of May, you have only got until 5pm tonight to buy my amazing DARE course to transform your mindset from the comfort of your own home for the very special price of £197. So that ends at 5pm tonight and then the price will be going back up to the usual price, which is £797. Please, if you're interested, click on the link in the show notes and sign up today. I've actually added a link there too, so that there's an automatic way of doing a payment plan if that's what you prefer. Now, back into today's show, which is related to the course as well, because when you go through the DARE program, you will find that comparisonitis drops away. But what is comparisonitis? What are the key forms that this comparison trap take? How does it affect us as women, as humans and as business owners? Well, we live in this crazy time where we have social media and that is not the root of comparisonitis, but it definitely influences it hugely in this day and age. It is a humongous amplifier and it gives us all so many more opportunities to compare ourselves to others. And of course, we have all had that experience of looking through other people's social media and thinking, why is my life not like that? Why do my kids not smile in photos like that? How come I can't bake a cake that looks so beautiful? This is even more noticeable, I believe, for purpose-led business owners. Oftentimes, you will be on social media for your work. And I know that doesn't talk to every single client and listener that is listening at the moment, but often there is a higher need to be connected, whether that's on LinkedIn, on Instagram or Facebook. And when your work blurs with that social media melting pot, it can be tricky to keep in your own lane, to recognise that what you're doing is personal to you and does not ever need to be compared to someone else. But we do compare and this is a trap that can be easy to fall into. At any point of the business journey, but I think specifically in the earlier years of the business journey, it can really be so negative and disempowering. We can end up looking around us and seeing people in similar jobs or roles or with similar businesses to ourselves who look like they've got it all sorted. They've got more followers, they've got more money coming in or it seems that way. They've got amazing dreamboat clients and maybe they're just overall graphically and word-wise, copy-wise, they just seem really slick. This also needs to be considered in the wider 
circumstances that you're in. You know, you're also a human being. You're also bombarded with social media and just general media images, often of perfection in your private life as well as your work life. And it can end up getting quite tangled up and feeling like you're being negatively compared whatever way you look. Like I said, it doesn't just have to be in social media that we feel so triggered with comparisonitis. It can be in all aspects of life, but social media really is the most bombarding, I believe. And the feeling that it can stir up or the feelings it can stir up in us can be those of jealousy, of not feeling good enough, of feeling sad that we want to achieve something but we haven't made it yet. I know that I heard a coach, a brilliant coach, talking about the fact that every time she heard someone else say that they were releasing a book, she felt jealous. She started to have a negative conversation with herself about why she hadn't written a book yet. Like surely that was something she should be achieving. And that is what it draws down to. Often when we get that feeling of comparisonitis, there is an unmet need or an unachieved goal that we're tapping into. It's probably pretty clear, even if you've never heard of the comparison trap or comparisonitis before, that this is not a force for good in your world. So let's have a discussion about why comparisonitis is so toxic and why it's a trap you really don't want to fall into. Well, I think comparisonitis is super connected to perfectionism. It's about us judging ourselves for not having everything figured out right now, first time. And it's where we're comparing someone else's highlight reel, someone else's polished end result of what they're deciding and curating and sharing on their social media or just in general in what they say and how they present themselves in the real world. You're comparing that with your behind the scenes. Because as business owners and humans, we always know our own behind the scenes. We see the messy middle, we see the mistakes, we see the frustrations, and we see the things that didn't always work out. And as I always talk about, our brain is very good at remembering those, at remembering those negative impacts, those skews in our day. We pick up on those. We do not find it difficult at all all to recollect those. What comparisonitis creates in our minds is an abundance of toxic thoughts, of feeding those mindset gremlins, of questioning whether we're the right person, questioning our worth. It brings up ideas of imposter syndrome and we think that person there, the way that they are holding themselves, they are the right person for the job and I'm not sure I am. So it really does feed those gremlins and is something which should be avoided for that reason alone because it will absolutely interact with all the other self-sabotaging thinking and instead of connecting us to the best version of ourselves, instead of making us feel like that empowered CEO, it connects us to that inner critic it allows that inner critic a stage on which to orate and tell you that you're not doing things right. It also prevents you from building up that self-esteem base and building up that positivity that you need to thrive 
as a business owner. It is an absolute energy drain and a time zap. And that is in and of itself a real trap for business owners because you are busy, you have lots to be getting on with. And as we've talked about before with productivity, your mindset is what will get you through with increased levels of productivity. If you feed your mindset with negativity and comparison and living in that zone of thinking where you just don't feel enough or that inner critic is coming too much to the fore, then you are wasting precious time that could be spent on your business or could be spent enjoying the fruits of your business. It could be spent having connection with really good friends and family, using that time for self-care and for relaxation. In addition, when we compare ourselves to others, we really diminish the effect of those small and hugely important wins that I talk about. So if you're comparing someone's showreel with your behind the scenes, you might not give yourself credit for those smaller but really crucial steps that you're taking. You might start to see them as lesser because the person or the business that you're comparing yourself to isn't going to be sharing those. I mean, I think they should be. I think it's absolutely fine to share the small wins. I wrote a post on LinkedIn last week where I, amongst other things, celebrated the fact that I had made 25 portions of chili and put it in my freezer. This to me is a win to celebrate because I know that it's helpful for future me. I know that it's useful for myself and my headspace. But not every business is out there doing that. Instead, they might be stuck in more traditionalist views of what we celebrate. And again, remembering to stay in your own lane about the wins you celebrate and that the wins you celebrate power you. They are rocket fuel for your self-esteem. They are rocket fuel for everything else that goes forward in your business. Okay, you know comparisonitis is not helping you. So what's the cure? What's the solution? How can we overcome comparisonitis when it hits us and how can we avoid it happening in the first place? To begin with, I want us to do a bit of a bird's eye view of the world. So kind of fly off into the air and look at the world from above. We need to screw the patriarchy and we need to screw the idea and the idolization of competition. We don't have to be in competition with everybody. In fact, we can be just in a conversation that's non-competitive but very ambitious with ourselves. We can remove that need that sometimes comes from the society we live in to pit ourselves against each other. It's not true. There is goodness to go round for all of us. And yes, there might be other people providing the same products or services or doing exactly the same thing as you. It doesn't matter because you will still be able to find your clients. You will still be able to create and design that business that works for you. And it will be different because your requirements are different. Your talents are different and competition doesn't need to feature. I haven't talked very much on the podcast about the ideas around scarcity and abundance mindset, and I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but we can end up coming at the world and coming at our business and coming at our lives with a very scarcity mindset, scarcity focused mindset. And we can feel like there's only a certain amount of resources. And if we don't get our fair amount, if we don't get enough to meet our goals and to have what we need in life, we're going to somehow fail or not flourish. We're going to be in a bad situation. 
When you can have an abundance mindset, and again, go back into that bird's eye picture that I was talking about before, and remember that the world is large and that people and opportunities are plentiful. And when we adjust our mindset to thinking like that, we can really remove the worry about competition. Another element to really beat comparisonitis that I encourage my clients to think of is we can be inspired instead of competitive. So I really practice this myself. I know many amazing coaches in similar areas to me, although not quite the same, but I am inspired by the good ones. I am excited by what they're doing and showing me this amazing possibility. In fact, when you feel really comfortable in what you're doing, when your self-esteem is working for you, when your mindset is progressive and you've shifted your identity so that you understand your talents, you understand your strengths and all of those things that I love to work on with my clients, it gives you the confidence to be happy for the success of others, to sometimes refer business away from yourself and in life to look other people's successes as something inspiring and exciting and positive, not as a source of shame or anything that will make you feel unworthy or like an imposter or that you're just not good enough. And underlying all of this is an awareness of the importance of mindset, of the importance of keeping your mindset working for you rather than against you. So that can be tackling things like obsessive thinking when we realise we're obsessing about the situation that someone else is in and instead focusing on what it is we can change, the responses we can make and how we can use our own superpower to create positive shifts within our own world rather than worrying about what other people are doing and, and almost taking it as a slight. So obviously within that, remembering the great things we've done, celebrating wins, which I talked about earlier, logging those wins, logging and recording and really truly noticing what it is that you are achieving on a day-to-day basis. And also recognising comparisonitis or when those feelings come up as valid, as emotion, as something that you don't need to push away, you can instead think in a curious way about what it is you're experiencing. You can also use it as information. And by that, like I talked about earlier with the coach, who said every time someone was announcing that they'd written a book, she felt that jealousy. She felt that that envy that she wanted to be in that same position. We can absolutely use those feelings as informative. Ah, that's touched a nerve and I'm going to reframe that. I'm going to take this on as inspiration for something I can do, for a goal I might want to strive for. And when we look at it like that, it can actually be quite exciting to get that slight twinge of comparisonitis, but recognise it. And instead of going into some kind of plug hole of negativity and feeling like we're going to, you know, jack everything in because we just cannot compete with this person who's excelling on all fronts, we can instead think, what can I do next? What's my next step? What is this telling me about myself? And it might be then that you think, well, actually, if that person's writing a book, that's not for me. And you can check back in with yourself and think that's not in my lane and I'm not going to worry about it. Or alternatively, you might think, 
That's interesting. That's, I'm curious about that because it means that I can take that information and I can use it to inspire me into action. I can make a plan. I can take a first step along that road because something in that has triggered a desire in me. And this also is part of the living life on your terms that I discussed two episodes ago when I was talking about the D.A.R.E. course. It's about being able to recognise what is real for you, what is true for you, and what is maybe completely irrelevant, but seems like it's important because someone else has it. It's that shiny thing syndrome. So again, I will leave this episode now, but just a reminder that you have got till 5pm GMT, which is 12 noon EST. So I hope you're all listening to this in the morning, American listeners, to buy the DARE course, to have that fantastic foundational piece for your mindset, where you will find it a hundred times easier to trust yourself and to listen to what it is you want instead of the noise of everyone around you. I really hope you found this episode on the comparison trap and how to avoid it super helpful. I always love to hear from you. So if you found it beneficial, ping me a message or leave me a review. I will be back at the same time next Wednesday. These episodes always drop just after midnight UK time. And I look forward to sharing some more self-sabotage to success fun and games with you next week. Have an awesome week with your businesses and your lives and I am championing you always. Bye for now.